Brother Paul? I want to say a word of thanks also. Uh, we, we've had some folks that have done some special things uh, for uh, the pastor already this month. You know, they uh, I don't know who started started it out or whatever, but they, uh, the month, month of October is um, considered Pastor Appreciation Month. And I went out. I had some problems uh, with... Um, a kitchen faucet, and I had to make a run yesterday uh, and uh, get some parts and things for that. And when I when I came back, lo and behold, I looked, and there was there was Brother Kyle out there in the middle of my front field mowing my grass for me. Amen. And then, um, yeah, amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, Chris was up uh, around the house doing the weed eating, so I praise the Lord for that. All I needed then was somebody to help me get out of that kitchen floor once I got down there to get up under that sink. I'm just glad there wasn't nobody there with a camera because I probably looked about like a beach whale laying there. I don't know. But, uh, Lord, I'm going to tell you what, when you're getting to be as big as I am, getting to be as old as I am, once you get down, it's hard getting back up. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going to go to 1 Samuel, chapter 30, and we're going to read verses 16 through 20 uh, today. 1 Samuel, chapter 30, verses 16 through 20. And this is what it reads like I'm reading from the New King James Version. And when he had brought him down, there they were spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing, because of all the great spoil which he had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestock and said, This is David's spoil. From that, our text is going to be from the 16th verse, the very first verse I read. And when he had brought him down, there they were spread out over all the land, 
eating and drinking and dancing because of the great spoil which he had taken from the land of the Philistines from the land of Judah. Father, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for what we have felt in our midst today. We thank you for your spirit. I'm asking for your anointing to rest upon us the next few minutes as we minister the word. Speak to somebody's heart here today. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, God bless you. You can be seated, please. I'm going to preach to you to tell you to do something. And what I'm going to tell you is this. You need to tell Satan, party time is over. You need to tell the devil that party time is over. For many years, especially in America, we have been living shallow and passive Christian lives. A little bit of Sunday school, maybe in a little bit of vacation Bible school, is en- has become enough to satisfy our religious urges. We have not been diligent enough to advance the cause of Christ and also to defend and strengthen ourselves against the powers of darkness which have been robbing, deceiving, and destroying everything we are and everything we have in Christ. But now, everybody say, but now. In these last days, very evil days, it's time for the church to rise and be the beacon we were meant to be. We need to claim our rights. All these other weirdos are running around everywhere screaming and yelling to where some people can't even go out to eat anymore to a restaurant trying to claim rights. It's time the church stand up and start claiming their rights. Come on, somebody. And stand our ground against the forces of darkness that seek to destroy us all. The devil has been having a party at our expense. He has stolen our health. He's stolen our finances. He's divided our families. And he's divided this nation. I say it, oh, I say it's time to be like David and stop the devil's party. Take back everything he has stolen from us and allow Jesus Christ to reign in our lives, reign in this nation, and reign in our homes. If you agree with that, give him a hand, clever praise. And our teaching, not very long ago, we talked about when David and his men left uh, Ziklag and went out, that the Amalekites came in, and they, uh, they, they burned up everything, and they took hostage everything David had. They took everybody's 
wives or children, everything they had. Didn't leave nothing. When David got back, he became depressed because as he was sitting in his tent, he could hear him talking about stoning him, getting rid of him. But he prayed a prayer. He said, Lord, should I go after them or not? Should I pursue and recover? And the Lord spoke to David and said, you pursue and you recover all. Hallelujah. And that's where we pick up with here today. David got his men together and they began to go on the hunt. They went to track them down. And when they got to where they were at, I want you to notice this. Verse 16, and when he had brought him down, there they were, the enemy. Those that had went in there and had burnt everything down, had stolen everything. They, what were they doing? He said they were spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of the great spoil which he had taken from the land of the Philistines or from the land of Judah. In other words, they were there and they were having a shindig. They were having a party because they had went in and they had took them everything. I'm here to tell you today, amen, it does the devil, amen, nothing but good, amen, to look down your way and see you with your head hanging down, amen, because of the battles that you're going through. You're suffering financial woes, sickness and physical ailments, all kind of things. The devil has stolen everything from you. He hasn't left anything trying to wipe you out and to make your life be insignificant. Amen in this world. In other words, as he watches you and your suffering and your pain and your agony, he, he spread out over the land. He's eating, he's drinking, and he's dancing. He's having a party at your expense. He's having a party at my expense. Kind of reminds me of a time a little over 2,000 years ago. The devil and all his imps started a party down in the gates and the regions of hell because they had was there, and they had seen the Son of God. Amen. As he took his last breath, they were watching when they took him from the cross, and they wrapped him in that shroud and put him in that borrowed tomb. I believe the devil and all the simps was having the biggest party. They were dancing. They were carrying on. We're rid of him. We're over him. He ain't going to trouble us no more. Amen. That party started 
and it lasted for three days. And they were they were dancing and all the all the demons of hell rejoicing. Oh glory to God. Amen. But something happened very early on the third day. Can somebody say amen? Amen. It's kind of like here's the music playing. They got it cut up real loud. But there was another noise. Here was the devil over here leading his band. He had his bass player going, had his drummer going. Sometimes hitting them cymbals. Y'all, y'all know where I talk to. Sometimes Chris gets kind of happy and he'll he'll whack down hard on there and make it ring back. The devil devil was doing that. He was making it loud and proud. But there was another noise. There was another noise that came out of a little garden in Jerusalem. And that noise that came out of that garden in Jerusalem made everything else just stop. The devil stopped. What is that? One of the demons come up and said, Ah, oh, Big D, I don't know, but it sounds like a stone's being moved. the sound of that stone being rolled back. Stop the band of hell. Glory to God. What is going on? i tell you what went on. Jesus came back and he stopped the devil's party. And do you know what? It's still going on. The devil's dumb. He don't learn his lesson. He still tries that stuff today. And as I look around this country, I look, I look at churches. And I mean, we got, we got people here in our congregation, amen, that's suffering various things. A lot of sicknesses and things that is going on that we can't seem to get the upper hand of. It might be one thing, it might be another for you. Only you and God knows what you are going through and what you have been battling. But the Lord, I feel like wanted me to speak a couple things today to tell you. And I'm going to do that. I'm not going to hold you long on this. But if you'll get a hold of this, if you'll take this, I guarantee you whatever party the devil's trying to throw it on your expense, you can stop it dead in its tracks. You can make him run. Number one, church, you need to claim your heritage. You need to claim your heritage. My Lord. You know, we need to realize who we are in Christ Jesus. You are not the spiritual wimp that the devil tries to get you to think you are. I don't care what the devil throws at you. It don't matter. 
The only power the devil has against you at all is the power you allow him to have. And you start by claiming your heritage. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17 is one of my favorite verses. And I know it works because it's been, I've used it in my life. I've seen it happen time and time again. No weapon. Look at somebody tell them no weapon. Formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, saith the Lord. I was looking on social media yesterday evening late after the word came out that Judge uh, Kavanaugh had been uh, elected and he had been voted in and he was now Supreme Court Justice. And somebody made a post that says, I don't know how Jesus took care of this like that. One person put, well, because people were praying, and which is true, but something just stuck in me, and I, and, and I couldn't, I, 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 had, I had to make a comment. I said, I'll tell you what, what happened. The Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That don't just go. That don't just go for preachers. That goes for anybody who God raises up to do anything. That's a heritage that you have. And you do not have to take what the devil dishes out to you. Man, I got a defense system, folks. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, Israel over there, every, every time, every time some of those uh, Arabs begin to shoot missiles towards Jerusalem, they got a defense system over there, man, that just zap, 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 takes them all out. Takes them out. As a child of God, you got the same thing. You got the same thing. The Word says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now listen, folks. It does not say that there won't be none formed against you. Because the devil's going to bring weapons against you. But it says they won't prosper. Hallelujah. I've told you many times down through the years. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, folks. I don't care what the devil tries. When you're walking in your heritage and claiming the heritage of God in your life, the devil's weapons that comes against you will not stand. They won't stand. Hallelujah. And I believe this. I live this. 
Hallelujah. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. I never will forget. Just give you one instant, and I think I probably told you about this before. Several years ago it's been now. Several years ago, I had an incident driving the school bus, and one of the teenagers... um, and their parents got upset and mad because I wrote up a report against this one boy, and he was suspended for a few days. And so, to try to get some revenge, they called and turned in saying, we saw the driver of such and such bus down here at a store after the school hours, and he was standing there, and he was he and he was buying a bottle of beer, and he came out and he got on the bus with us. This might be a chicken coop, but it ain't no beer belly. So they had to start an investigation. My superintendent said, let me know about it. Said, I said, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Sambi, but somebody's made an accusation, and because of that, we, we are forced to do an investigation. I said, go ahead, investigate. So they called the market. That place is why I, I, I usually stop to fuel up because they got diesel fuel there. And uh, so they first were calling the store, and they asked, and they said, uh, and, and they described me, and I said, you know, and, and the guy says, yes, is no, knowing well. Uh, so what's the problem? So we, we need you to pull your film from such and such a date of your, on your camera because uh, uh, we were told that, after he bought uh, bought diesel fuel, that he went in there and he bought a, uh, he bought some beer and went and te- took it took it on the bus. And first off, the clerk when they told him that laughed at him. He said, "Evidently, you don't know that man like I know him." When you're a child of God and you live the best of your ability, God even sends sinners to stand up for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? So they watched their film and they saw me up to the counter paying for the diesel fuel with the, with the card. And right there sitting in front of me was a diet Dr. Pepper. The case closed. Do you know that one incident right there could have taken me down, caused me to lose my job and my reputation and everything else? But I didn't worry about it one time because I knew what this verse said. No weapon, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
Folks, you need to claim your heritage in the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know what, I don't know what that verse means to you. I've got to move on. But I want to leave you with this before I get to the second part. I don't know what that verse means to you, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But i tell you how I interpret it. I'll tell you what it means to me. It means to me that in the spiritual realm, I am 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Now, understand how I said that. In the spirit realm, I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Nobody can touch me unless God's allowed. Go back to Job and find out about that, all right? Let me move on. Not only should you claim your heritage in the Lord, but church, I want to tell you to stand in authority. I see so many Christians today just weeping and moping around, wringing their hands. Lord, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I tell you what you're going to do until you stand up and become a man of God or a woman of God. You're going to keep going through that crap. You got to realize you got some authority. The song that Sister George sung a while ago. Greater is he that's within me. If greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world, why you what reason have you got to worry or fear about anything? Luke chapter 10, verse 19. This is the words of Jesus. Behold. I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, somebody say nothing, shall by any means hurt you. Somebody asked me one time several years ago, said, are you one of them snake handling people? I said, I, I've handled a few in my time. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul said, you know what? I, he said, I fought with beasts at Ephesus. Come on. But he wasn't talking about animals there. Do you hear what I'm saying? We come against serpents and scorpions. We fight all the junk of the devil all the day long. Hallelujah. But Jesus had already known you're going to go through that. He already knew I was going to go through that. And he said, I'm going to give you something to remedy that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, there, I can't stop them from coming against you, but I can give you authority over all of them. Hallelujah. Oh, mighty God, mighty God. Hallelujah. If you're a child of God, if you've got the Holy Ghost living within you, you've got authority over every devil that comes your way. Listen, church, and I'm winding to a close. The Bible says we have been given authority over a double all power of the enemy. 
And if you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Bible further, further states, and I'm going to repeat what I said a few minutes ago, that greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. So what are you trying to tell me to do, Pastor, when I'm attacked? With whatever he may throw at you. Sickness, financial problems, family problems, whatever it is. Think about the authority that you have in Jesus Christ. And when the devil starts running up to you, like he's going to run over you, you just look at him and say, stand back, Jack. Hey, I know there ain't nothing about me that you're scared of, devil. I know there ain't no power that I've got within myself. Hallelujah. But my God has given me authority. And I'm going to stand in that authority. I'm going to believe his word. And I'm going to tell the devil, hey, the party's over. The party's over. All of those people that had stole everything David had. And when he called up with them, he saw them down in that field. He said they were spread out everywhere. He said they were eating, they were drinking, and they were dancing. In other words, they were having a party at David's expense. But David went down and he obeyed the word of the See, he already got the word of God. Because he had prayed before he left the house. That's the key that you need to do. You make sure you pray ahead of time. When he said, shall I pursue them? God says, yes, pursue them and recover all. David went down. He ran them everywhere. He got his wives, children, all that stuff back. And then when it was over with, there was a bunch of other stuff that he didn't know, that he said, you know what, I'm taking that too. That's going to be David's spoil. And let me leave you with this one thought that I hope will cause you to leave here with encouragement. I enjoyed some of the things Sister Susan said last week about her reaction with the devil when the devil's trying to tell her to get out and all this stuff. When the devil... Take something from you. And the Bible says he's a thief, right? He comes not but to steal and to kill and destroy. So we know the devil's a thief. What I'm telling you to do right now from this day forward, take this and claim it and live it. But any time the devil ever steals something from you, don't just get back what he's given you because if you look in the book of Proverbs the book of Proverbs says that the thief who takes from you when he is caught shall restore sevenfold 
glory to God. So the next time, the next time the devil tries to steal my automobile and he takes my Toyota, when I go look at it and I run him down, I'm going to say, I don't want no Toyota. I'm expecting a Mercedes Benz. Let's all stand together. I know there's, as I said a few minutes ago, we got various things that going on in people's lives. And you may feel like the enemy has been having a party at your expense. But I want you to realize your heritage and who you are in Jesus. And then I want you to take your authority. And just let the devil know you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you're ready for your deliverance. Hallelujah. If anybody needs prayer... The altar is open right now. Hallelujah. We'll just reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. You'll find He's not too busy to hear. Just reach out your needs to supply. Just reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Sing it again. Oh, just reach the Lord as He goes You'll find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry Will He's passing by this moment Your need just reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. We're going to do it one more time. Just reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Reach out 
touch alone as he goes by. Come on and give Jesus a